הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שולרנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני עפר הקדוש מה שבארץ המה ובפחד רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסודו נמנחה נובע מכוח חוכמה רבנו נחמן ולפגם את שמחה נא נח נחמן נחמן נאומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן ברוך השם תראה we continue in a very special סעיף עם שיחות הרן a monumental lesson that רבנו gave us conversation that he had רבי נתן records here about the תיקון הכללי the general rectification, the tikkun that has been brought down in the world that is um, second to none. So, let's continue where we left off. After Rabbi um, Natan says that he was yearning to understand what the ten teilim were, that Rabbeinu said were a tikkun for sem- uh, improper seminal omission. Rabbi uh, Natan says that Rabbeinu said at the beginning that saying ten teilim uh, in general is able to rectify this, but there's a specific ten a specific tentilim that a person is supposed to recite in a certain order that is able to rectify this completely. And uh, Rabbi Natan was yearning for this to be revealed and he had not yet had the merit to hear it. Rabbi Natan says, afterwards, we traveled from Rabbeinu, we left. And then afterwards, after some time, I merited to be with him on a certain Shabbat. And Hashem Yitbach arranged in his awesome ways that I was able to see with my own eyes Rabbeinu's holy manuscript, his holy writing. That Rabbeinu already printed on paper the ten chapters of Tehilim that a person needs to recite under the circumstances of, a, of an improper seminal omission. But it was not proper Rabbi Natan said, it didn't, it didn't feel right, it didn't feel like proper manners that I would take his holy writing for myself without his permission. Because we're going to see how Rabbi Natan was left alone with the paper right now. And I wanted to remember these 10 chapters that Rabbeinu had noted on this paper. I wanted to memorize them. But I was not able to. Because I was scared, I was afraid. That the Rebbe would perhaps be angry, get upset over the fact that I did it without his permission. So Rabbi Nathan couldn't even remember it because he was so afraid. He had so much um, um, uh, fear for his Rebbe. Kibati de Khadro, and Rabbi Anu talked about this in the Kutai Moran, that there's the, the fear is, uh, Rabbi Anu teaches us about this, I think, in lesson 60, if I'm not mistaken. But fear has to be divided into three. That fear is only perfected in three pillars. The, of course, the fear of heaven then the fear of one's Rebbe, and then the fear of one's parents. Um, <clears throat> that these are the three uh, pillars of fear that a person must have. Of course, Rabbi Natan had a tremendous amount of Yirat Shamayim, Yirat Mora Abav, and Yirat Arav, and of course, a fear for the Rebbe. He had all three. And Rabbi Natan, of course, couldn't remember the ten Mizmorim because he was so afraid that the Rebbe would be upset. Because Rabbi Nathan explains, I went into his room and I found that, that manuscript, that writing. And I looked at it without Rabbeinu's permission. And now Rabbi Nathan is going to explain how the story happened. Because this story took place on the Shabbat of Parashat Shkalim in the year of 5570. Um, <clears throat> the Papa explains, that um, this took place close to Pesach um, in the year 1809, 5569, close to 
שהוא זיכרונו לבחת קטן, שהוא זיכרונו לא אחד, יצא מחדרו ונכנס לבית הגדול שלו בעת קריאת התורה. And what happened was, רבנו, may his memory be a blessing, left his room to go listen to the reading of the Torah um, on that Shabbat in the, the main, in the main house, in the big house. ואז נכנסתי בחדרו, and then רבי נתן entered his room, וראיתי כתב ידו, אז רבנו had already left the room to listen to the Torah, רבי נתן entered the room and he saw רבנו's holy manuscript. הנ"ל, as we talked about above. ואחר כך, and afterwards, ביום ראשון, on Sunday, בעת שלקחתי רשות מאיתו לשוב לביתי, as I was taking permission from רבנו to leave him and to go return home, because it's customary that when the student leaves the Rebbe after a certain gathering, he goes to the, when the, the student's ready to leave the Rebbe, he goes to the Rebbe to ask permission. There's many stories actually, they're, they're very famous, a, fam, a famous story, that uh, one of the famous students of Rabenu, um, a very special student of Rabenu, went to go take permission and leave from Rabenu, and Rabenu did not let him go. And this happened multiple times over, week after week after week. Rabenu kept him for an entire year. and did a very special rectification with a student. It's a very awesome thing how Rabenu knew with each and every one of his students when it was time to go, when it was time to stay. One time even Rabbi Natan, I think it was after Purim, where Rabenu, Rabbi Natan was drawing close to Rabenu, and he was spending a lot of time by Rabenu. And Rabenu knew that it, it was time for Rabbi Natan to separate, to, to return. You can't just keep running, you can't just be, keep running in the spiritual realm. You have to return into reality and sometimes engage in the difficulty. And Rabenu, Rabbi Natan was visiting Rabenu and Rabenu saw him and he knew that it was too much. So he said, Shalom Aleichem, Shalom Aleichem. Hi and bye. It's the same word, Shalom and Shalom. Shalom is the same word for hello and uh, bye. And uh, Rabenu was hinting to Rabbi Natan that it's time to go. So we see here that many times Rabenu had a very deep intention, intentions with regard to when the students should stay by him, when they should return. So of course the students, when it was time for them to go, They went to the Rebbe to ask for permission. Because of course, maybe the Rebbe had something else in mind. And this time, Rabbi Nathan comes to Rabbeinu as it's time, to go back to, it's time for him to go back home um, to get Rabbeinu's permission. And Rabbi Nathan says, I spoke with him. And Rabbi Nathan asks Rabbeinu point blank, please reveal to me the 10 chapters of Tehidim that are a rectification for this for this blemish in the covenant. Because Rabbi Nathan says that I already knew Rabbeinu had already printed them. So I wanted to know from his mouth to get the permission. Rabbeinu did not want to reveal it. Rabbeinu says there will be another time for this. Now it's not the right time, but there will come a time when it's the right time. And I left from him without knowing. After some time, close to the time when I was... Um, Present at my house in Nemerov, in the town of Nemerov. When Rabbi Natan had already returned. Um, when Rabbi Natan had already returned, I think it was uh, in mid-March around, um, mid to late March, uh, in the, what do you call it? In the middle of Adar. Um, <clears throat> in the middle of Adar, um, Adar Bet, of the year 1810, towards the, um, towards the year where Rabbeinu passed away, I believe. When uh, that same year Rabbeinu passed away, I believe he revealed it. And it was around that time, when Rabbi Natan was at home, that Rabbeinu decided to reveal uh, the ten chapters. And, um, that Rabbeinu, had revealed the ten chapters of Tehidim that a person needs to recite, the ten specific chapters and the order, before 
the Rav Breslev, Rabbi Aaron Breslev, who Rabenu made sure was appointed the Rav Breslev. We know Rabenu was the Rebbe. He's uh, the spiritual leader of Breslev. But the one consulted for matters, ritual matters, whatever it was, was Rabbi Aaron. Rabenu made sure of this. That Rabenu uses his Chutavot, as we had talked about before, and Shifcharan, Sichotaran as well. That Rabenu used his Chutavot, his ancestral merit, three times in his life. And one of the times was to appoint Rabbi Aaron Breslev, the, the ritual leader of uh, Breslev, with, of course, great and deep intentions. Rabbeinu loved Rabbi Aaron, and there's many stories with regard to this for another time. But Rabbeinu revealed the Tikkun Atali before Rabbi Aaron and before Rabbi Naftali, Rabbeinu, Rabbi Nathan's best friend. And he asked them to bear witness. He, he secluded them and he asked them to bear witness uh, about this topic, about the Tikkun Atali. And this is what he said to them. With regard to this known topic, uh, with regard to the idea of improper seminal omissions, God forbid, it is certain that three quarters of the world is caught in this trap. I am calling you and taking you for testimony, for witness. And you guys shall know that these ten chapters of Tehilim are very, very beneficial and effective for the rectification of seminal omission. Them tikkun gamur, and they are a complete rectification. Rabbeinu, he's asking them to bear, he's telling them to bear witness. This is the tikkun gamur, something unheard of in history. This is the ultimate rectification for gamabrit. This is the ultimate rectification for improper seminal omission. Umoil meod meod, and it's very, very effective. Rabbeinu says that sometimes a person will have an improper seminal omission through the fact that he ate too much or drank too much or by the fact that he's weak or he's tired or by the fact that he didn't lie down properly and all of this is it's not uh, it doesn't have any importance because we're talking about the damages here the damages that are created um, from the improper seminal omission are specifically from one thing we're going to discuss right now but these things, when a person uh, drinks or eats too much and then wakes up with, a, for example, in a, a seminal omission or whatever it is, all these things aren't where the damages really happen. This is where the, the main damage uh, occurs. This is like a baby who waters his bed at, at night. He just, um, he, uh, who, who uh, unfortunately, uh, what do you call it? This is like a baby who just waters his bed. This is a natural occurrence. This, this happens like this. Rabbeinu saying, don't pay too much attention to this. Sometimes actually Hashem guards you from up above. And sometimes Hashem saves you from a nocturnal mission. Sometimes your constellation saves you, your angel saves you. Sometimes it seems to a person in his sleep, when he's dreaming, as if he's falling and he immediately wakes up from his sleep. This too, when a person feels that he's falling in his sleep and he immediately wakes up, this too is Hashem Ibarach saving you from a nocturnal omission. This is a sign that Hashem Ibarach is saving you and watching over you. Rabban was saying specifically only when a person, when this happens to a person, when this improper seminal omission happens to a person, by the fact that he had immoral thoughts. It is from this specific thing, when a person's thinking immorally, that real evil forces are created. As brought down in the Holy Sfarim, look in the Zohar, Parashat Bereshit, Daf Yutet, Amod Aleph, 
that it explains over there all the damages that occur when this happens. But Rabbeinu testifies and he declares, one who recites on that day where it occurs to him, because of the fact that he had immoral thoughts, these ten chapters of Tehilim, it is certain that he's going to rectify this very, very much. It's a tikkun gamo, it's a complete rectification. Ba'uch Hashem, Ba'uch Hashem, Blessed is Hashem that we merited such a Rebbe who declared such a rectification for such a sin that even the Zohar did not bring down. That no tzaddik in history brought down as we're going to discuss actually in the next uh, episode of this podcast. We still have uh, a few more episodes before we finish the Sa'if. It's a very special and monumental lesson and conversation that is written down in Tzichot Aran that we have to pay very close attention to. Have simple emunayim and that we have to recite every single day this Tikkun Akali now that it's brought down in the world. Men, women, everyone. It's a tikkun that is not only for this, but a general rectification for all the sins that Bezat uh, Hashem maybe have the merit to rectify. Of course, as I'm recording this right before Yom Kippur, um, that God willing, we have a year full of Rachan Simcha, a year full of Yeshuot, that Bishud Rabbenu Akadosh, Rabbina Nachman Nachman that Hashem Itbarach protects us and gives us a year full of uh, Yeshuot and Simcha attachment to the Tzaddik. And that God willing, that we're able to serve Hashem Itbarach Lishma for the sake of heaven, not for any of our own kavod but to truly rectify all the sins that we've done this year, to forgive every single Jew, no matter what he's done to us, and that, so that Hashem can forgive us for all the sins that we've done. That Hashem, Gemar Chatzimah to everyone, and that God will continue in the next episode where we left off.